politics without the soap opera with unfiltered constitutional conservative truth. The Conservative Review with Daniel Horowitz. And welcome back, fellow American patriots and Minimans standing at the ready at this critical juncture in history to fight for our liberties anew. This is your host, Daniel Horowitz, back in the house here at CR Podcast, Thursday, July 29th. And we really are at that crossroads. We are at that critical juncture where there are more pitfall pitfalls and potential darkness that we than we've really ever faced. Not just in our lifetime, but in the history of the settlement of this continent. And I mean that in every word. We are staring down the barrel of fascism. Complete control censorship, control of information, but then with that, the control of our bodies with things that don't work, that are harmful, the people that we now know created through gain of function, the bioweapon, and blocked the ability to properly deal with it, are the ones controlling the only avenue to deal with it, which is making it worse while destroying civilization and comes with tremendous risks. They're trying to maximize now the mask and the vaccine fascism all in one. Announcing today, all federal government workers will have to get it, tightening the noose around us. But at the same time, because they are so absurd and people are so done with this, at least a lot more than before, we have the greatest opportunity we've ever had to not just push back against this iteration of fascism, but to finally do the surgery we've always needed to do, which is to take the areas of the country that we most ably and easily control and break away from this morass once and for all. And the canary in the coal mine, as it always is, is the land of Israel. We are literally seeing them getting sucked down the drain while we're at the precipice. We could follow, but this country is built, in, is built in a way in several ways, both in the political structure and the culture, that it's harder for us to follow it, and it's easier for us to break away. Will we make that decision? That is up to us. That is why I need you guys to join my Liberty Strike Force teams, conaction.network. I need team leaders. I have enough people to form you know, depending on the state, anywhere from 25 to 200 people in a given state will divide it by region to at least in the red states fight for what matters. There's promising signs we're, we're getting there, but we can do better. We need better given how vicious the feds and the system are. We're almost there. Now, folks, as always, given the crime going on, you need to arm yourself, but you need to make sure you have the proper holster. I'm proud to support our longtime sponsor, We The People Holsters, um, your best American-made holsters around for just 40 bucks, starting at 40 bucks. Um, they make propriety clip designs that allow for you to easily adjust both the cant, the ride of your holster. Um, too many people don't think about both the gun belt and the holster. Those of you who go out on our front site, uh, gun training trips, understand this. The proper draw all begins with a belt and a holster that sits properly on you securely. Again, we the people holsters.com slash CR. Uh, check out their products there. Every holster and gun belt come with a lifetime guarantee. 
If it doesn't fit perfectly, you could send it back. We the people holsters.com slash CR. Get an extra $10 off with offer code CR. So for the quality you're getting, it really is a pretty terrific price based on other companies I know. Again, we the people holsters.com slash CR. Don't let that perfect firearm go without the perfect holster. So guys, like they were at the precipice at the Constitutional Convention on that hot summer day. They thought everything would be lost. They didn't know where to go. Surrounded by just enemies stronger than them, Benjamin Franklin called upon them to pray. So first off, we just have to get together and pray. And I'm just going to briefly just give a prayer before we go over the latest news. Psalms 142. With my voice, I cry out to the Lord. With my voice, I supplicate the Lord. I pour out before him my speech, my distress, I recite before him. When my spirit enwraps itself upon me, and you know my path in whichever way I go, they have hidden a snare for me. Looking to the right, I see that no one recognizes me. Escape is lost from me. No one seeks my soul. I cried out to you, O Lord. I said, you are my refuge, my lot in the land of living. Hearken to my cry, for I have become very low. Save me from my pursuers, for they have overpowered me. Take my soul out of confinement to give thanks to your name because of me, the righteous, will crown you because you will save me. And this is really where we are. Evacuate us from this trap. We think to ourselves, there's no way they could do this. There's no way they could do this to us. Like Elijah said to Ahab, have you killed and have you inherited? They inherit, they reap the benefits from what they cause. They cause the variants. They cause the elongation of the virus we know now. With a vaccine that's not only risky, but actually creates this antibody-dependent disease enhancement. It's unbelievable how it's all coming together, the theories. But it all starts with Israel. Today, July 29th, is the day in 1921 that Adolf Hitler became the chairman of the Nazi party. Not the chancellor, that was a number of years later, decade later. And this is very instructive in what we're talking about. I'm not saying we're in Auschwitz, that was 20 years later. But the beginning of the problem, while you still have the ability to warn and take action to thwart the inevitable, or what is not yet inevitable, That is when we have to wake up. So I don't want to hear, oh, Daniel, you can't compare it to the Holocaust. We're not talking about the Holocaust. We're talking about the rise of fascism. And for once, I will use my identity politics card to exempt myself from trouble so I could get away with this. The Israeli prime minister is acting like a Nazi. He is the consummate fascist, that punchable face of his, when he got up there and said, announced the Fourth Reich on August 8th that anyone who doesn't get the clot shot, he literally said it's not working and they need a third one, and Pfizer announced they're starting a third one today in Israel for people over 60. It doesn't work. So get another one with risks that don't work. And now we know with all the covering up, they're covering up the side effects by a mile. So what do you do when you're seeking fascism? The first thing is you need to squelch any information that will raise awareness of the harms 
of your fascism. So America has no data. They smartly didn't put out granular daily data with continuity to see reinfection of those who are vaccinated. Instead, we have these anecdotal headlines from the media, 180% in this hospital that got infected and are dying. Uh, Listen to Steve Dace's show and, uh, you know, my show, and they said they wish they never would have listened to us. They wish they would have had the vaccine. But we don't see the data. The one place we saw the data was in Israel. And in Israel, there was a slightly greater proportion of those vaccinated in the ICUs relative to those unvaccinated. It was a couple percentage more than the overall population rate of vaccination. And the rough infection rates, age they had age stratified every day, almost perfectly matched the population. In other words, at, and, and, and they were admitting this openly, that if there was one some degree of efficacy, then it vanishes by five, six months or so after suffering all those um, short-term side effects that we'll never be able to quantify, and God knows what long-term side effects are in store for us. So Israel announced, or they didn't announce, I don't know if they made an announcement. I looked today, this guy ran Israel, R-A-N, Israel, or Israeli, on Twitter, if you want to follow him. That's where I got the Hebrew translation of their data, and he put it out every day. They're no longer providing that data. No longer there, nothing to see. Shut up, they work. And don't work at the same time. So you better get it. And if you don't, you will be segregated from society. And that's just the beginning. This is what's going on in Israel. Now in Israel, they could be a little bit more honest and just go all out and say you need the third shot right away. In America, they're going to tease it out over the next number of weeks. Because they're, they're not used to freedom. And there is no federalism. It's a small, tiny state that has one central government. Uh, This was really, Madison literally spoke about this at the convention. He said the best thing to have is a very large republic, but then decentralized with a bunch of states. You know, they were worried about um, forming a national government. And and, uh, Madison said it's actually better to have national, but then filtered, because otherwise, if you just have a state like Connecticut, you know, this tiny state, I think that was the example given at the convention, it's very easy for one faction to just consolidate power. And that's kind of what Israel, you know, what's there today. The entire system, right, left, all the parties, all 120 members of that parliament, they're all bought into this. There's nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. But here in America, it's coming. It's coming. You know, a lot of people have asked me, I was speaking to some of my colleagues here, and they're kind of surprised. Like, Daniel, the government's being so clumsy. I mean, if you're trying to sell the shots, why would you? It made sense what they were doing before. They were going all in. You know, if you're not vaccinated, you're you're a threat, even a kid. But if you are vaccinated, you're good to go. But now they're bringing back the mask mandates on the vaccinated. You know, aren't they har- harming themselves? And they're kind of teasing out that it does spread. Um, 
They even NBC even teased out that you have a greater viral load, which we're going to get to. It's actually true. And why would they do that? And I have a very scary answer for you. They no longer need to sell it because they no longer plan to sell it to us. They're going to make us get it. The voluntary stage is over. That's why concurrent with them announcing all federal employees must get it. No questions asked. At the same time, they're saying it doesn't work. You need to wear a mask. Netflix, Google, Facebook, which is literally an arm of the government. They work together. They're forcing their employees. And one by one, they're openly saying the hope is to get every employee. So they might not say Nurse Ratchet will kick down your door and tie you up and jab you. But they'll make it. You can't live a functioning life. Come on, Daniel. How could they get away with that? Well, you know what? If I'm Team Biden, I'm looking at a Trump judge in Indiana saying this is not even a close call. Public university. Forget about private. Public university without any evidence could totally force everyone, even young kids, to get it. They're getting away with it. If you think the courts, again, I we need to fight it in the courts, but if you're going to solely rely on that, if I'm a betting man, I would say the Supreme Court upholds it. Doesn't mean they have the right argument. They have the wrong argument, but they're corrupt as hell. I don't think we have five votes. I don't think we have both Barrett and Kavanaugh. Now, speaking of litigation... This is why we do need help. We have very few lawyers defending us. Alliance Defending Freedom, our sponsor this month, for over 27 years, they've been fighting single-handedly for religious liberty, life, freedom of speech, marriage, parental rights. Um, And they do it all for free. It's all based on the generosity of patriots like you. Uh, If you go to ADF, legal.org slash CR. You can get a copy of ADF's ebook titled Generational Wins, discussing what they do and why their work is so important. Um, We need to grow the number of Americans standing in solidarity so they have more resources. We need more litigation than ever before. Um, You know, again, it's not even just winning. It's also the threat of lawsuits and being able to file multiple lawsuits that really does serve as a deterrent. That's part of our problem now. It's so hard to even get lawsuits. That's what ADF is for, adflegal.org slash CR. Again, adflegal.org slash CR. So going back to Israel, again, notice Robert Malone developed a thesis while I was on the phone with him and then on the show on Wednesday. If you haven't seen it, it's show number 923. I don't know if iTunes got their act together and posted it, but again, always, if you can't find the show, go to Podbean, Stitcher, Google, and most importantly, Blaze podcast that will never be censored there. So it's always going to post there, 923, um, what did I say, Wednesday, I'm losing my mind, um, Tuesday show, we had Robert Malone, the man who patented mRNA vaccine technology. There's nobody who knows more about this than him. He himself actually told me he originally got the shot. So, you know, they were all kind of like supportive of it, and then they're like, oh, I didn't realize you didn't study that. Oh. And then, you know, they started speaking the truth which is why they're going after Robert because he is a weapon of mass destruction because he knows more than any of these guys. 
you know, you can't say, oh, this guy is some loser, anti-vaccine, you know, extreme right-wing guy. I don't even know if he's conservative, Robert. But anyway, um, he developed this hypothesis that every minute is proving to be true. And I have some shocking news for you on that. So again, ADE, antibody-dependent disease enhancement. And what that means is there's a concern. So putting the side effects aside, which are phenomenal, and we don't even know the beginning of that. But there's something worse than on the efficacy side not working. And that is working enough to bind the antibodies to the virus, but not block it. And that will create higher viral load in the mucosal, which we're seeing. He literally said that, and then NBC came out with it. He said it on my show. It's unbelievable. A Dutch doctor, a French doctor warned about this from day one, that if you vaccinate such large numbers during a pandemic, you will cause the mutations, you'll cause the virus to become more durable where it would eventually burn out and it will continue and it will work around it and possibly even more so from people vaccinated because the um, antibodies it does produce, albeit at a a too low a level, is kind of akin, the analogy I would say is if you have, I don't know, um, a, a tough, hardened career criminal, you know, attacks a woman. And rather than having a gun, she pulls out a knife. Well, that's a very dangerous situation because if he overpowers you, now he has a knife to your throat. Now you're worse off than you were without it. And that's kind of what these shots, what the concern is. It's this is not some random conspiracy. This is something that the FDA has traditionally vetted in every single vaccine that they approve is does it produce ADE? Does it have a too low threshold of antibodies where it does it it's it, it doesn't work and it actually serves as a conduit to get the virus in your body more than it would have without it? That is a known problem. A vaccine, that's why a vaccine is not so simple. 90%, everyone thinks, oh, you know, with all the technology and money we have, you know, just, just take the thing, get, get the virus, and, per, you know, get antibodies and, you know, per, per, produce a vaccine. 90% of it is very easy. It really is. But it's that 10%, these things they have to tweak that are going to make the difference between whether you're going to have almost no side effects and a ton of side effects and, and, and on the efficacy side, whether you're going to have problems like, like exacerbating this, but it's particularly something that has to be tested if it's during a pandemic. Meaning, you take measles. Measles, you had an entire generation got it, many generations, and then, you know, the pandemic is over. It becomes endemic. Most people already have it, but it kind of trickles to new, newborn people, people, whatever. But most people had it, so you have some degree of herd immunity. So it's, it's, it's endemic. It's not pandemic levels. That's when you come up with a vaccine, and you're able, a vaccine is able to stuff it in the hole. But if there's too much circulating when you're doing it, the vaccine is, there's a risk that it's going to exacerbate it. You don't believe me? Robert just sent me, and he put this out on Twitter, a shocking revelation that should put goosebumps on all of you. 
about this vaccine-enhanced disease. If you Google FDA emergency use authorization for an unapproved product review memorandum, it's okay. Unapproved product review memorandum from FDA. Google or DuckDuckGo. It's a 57-page document. That's how you'll know you have the right document. There's several documents that accommodated their approval of Pfizer. And this is page 52 of the 57-page PDF. Towards the bottom, there's a short paragraph with a subtitle, Vaccine-Enhanced Disease. Available data do not indicate a risk of vaccine-enhanced disease and conversely suggest effectiveness against severe disease within the available follow-up period. However, risk of vaccine-enhanced disease over time potentially associated with waning immunity remains unknown and needs to be evaluated further in ongoing clinical trials and in observational studies that could be conducted following authorization and or licensure. End quote. Folks, at the time, no one really caught it. Maybe a few people did because it's like, yeah, you know, the assumption is if short term, it's good. Long term, it's good. You know, we see it works. Why would it change? And of course, that in itself is very irresponsible. This is why we've never done this before. This is why we've never even approved something like this, much less forced it upon people and marketed it and shoved it on people and to all people, not just people at a very high risk. Of the of the of the virus, but but this the entirety of the problem is mainly a long term problem. So now this is no longer a hypothesis. We know the 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 antibodies wane. The question is: Is it a hundred percent of the people or the majority of people? And after what period of time? With which which vaccine? Um, Dr. Malone's theory, and he's told me he's already said this on a couple other shows since he since Tuesday, that he believes Pfizer is the most vulnerable, but it's eventually going to come to all of them, just because Pfizer had the lowest dose. Um, so that that weakened kind of half-assed immunity is going to come out earliest with them. And it makes a lot of sense because Israel is all Pfizer. Gibraltar is all Pfizer. Gibraltar, 100% of adults are um, vaccinated. If you're ever going to have a good Petri dish, a good study, you have an entire country that's only 30,000 people. So you could study an entire country's policy. They now have one of the highest cases per capita. I understand the number, raw numbers are low. It's a, it's only a 30,000 person country, but that does matter. A hundred percent of adults were vaccinated and they have either the fifth or sixth. If you go to world world meter and you sort their database by deaths per million, they're number five or six in the entire country in terms of deaths per capita. Again, low sample because it's a very small country that is unique, but that still is very jarring. Everything, we live in a time of a blood libel. Everything they accuse us of doing, they're doing and have already been doing times 10. They're the ones creating the variants. They're the ones that created the virus to begin with. They likely knew about this. All the people behind funding this, behind the Wuhan lab. And you really got to start wondering if it does get back to Fort Detrick. I don't know. 
but nothing would surprise me at this point. And they are the ones causing the mutations. Notice England. Mainly we're seeing a southern latitude problem, but England is in the north. They got a massive hit. Now again, the good news is, so far the data show that Mueller's ratchet is holding up. So while likely they are enhancing the virus in terms of preventing it from burning out and allowing it to keep mutating, luckily the mutations are still down, and the death rate is really decoupling from the case rate. And that is good news. So it's the exact opposite. They're trying to say we're going to die from the variants and the, and the vaccine is the only way to help us even though it's not helping. The truth be told, the vaccine is crap. It's all risk and no return. And it's actually, this is the way to burn it out if we would just stop with the stupid vaccine. And the few people that, that, that do get it bad, we need to aggressively push early treatment and ivermectin really for everyone. So that's where we are. Remember, Britain's Freedom Day on July 19th. It was at the peak. The peak. So you, you no excuses. Even the British like lockdown people are admitting, man, this is a real head scratcher. They were at the peak. The highest day was right when they had Freedom Day. And then it's gone down over 50% since then. Just like with India. Very sharp incline, very sharp decline, but deaths decoupled from the um, cases. So all this garbage, India's underreporting their deaths. Really, it's tenfold. Oh, so the UK is also underreporting their deaths? I don't think so. So there you go. JP Morgan puts out um, in their analysis... UK COVID cases have more than halved in 10 days. What explains this dramatic reversal? We are not the only people struggling to explain. It is hard to argue against the idea that the current Delta wave is turning out to be much, much milder than we anticipated. That is JP Morgan. Okay? It is a lie. All these stories, anecdotes, everyone dying, even kids, this and that and this and that. All these stories that never add up. The data suggests Otherwise, here's the problem, folks. Here's the problem. My colleagues in this business and Republicans are calling out the wrong lie of Fauci and CDC and Walensky and all these people. They're so bought into the vaccines now. So they're like, don't tell me that someone who is vaccinated has to wear a mask. There's no science behind vaccinated wearing masks. Well, Dude, there's no science beyond anyone wearing a mask or constitutionality either, for that matter. So they're trying to say, no, it's not true. The vaccines work. I'm like, you idiot. They're trying to, like, say they're lying to us. But no, they're telling the truth. I mean, halfway, because they keep going back and forth. But when they suggest that you need a booster and it's not working, oh, they're telling the truth all right. The lie is the more fundamental thing. That masks work at all, that lockdowns work at all, that the variants are more instead of less virulent, but that they are being elongated by the vaccine, that vaccination is a strategy to get yourself out of a pandemic, that this particular vaccine somehow is safe with the spike protein. That's the lie. 
Once you buy that, they're actually right. Israel is right. Once you buy fascism, then you need a third shot. And guess what? You know what that third shot's going to do? Four to six months later, more enhanced uh, disease from antibody dependency. And you're going to need a fourth and a fifth and a sixth. And you're going to ensure that this never goes away, pretty much. But that is the beauty of what's going on. So the question is, now that we know what's going on, what are we going to do about it? Are we going to go the way of Israel? My question to Mike Lee and all these people, all these talk show hosts, the Fox News people putting out, the science says conservatives believe in vaccines. You better get your vaccine. They work. Well, which thing works? The second or the third one? So now that they're saying you need a third one, are you going to put out a hostage tape and say you need the booster? Checkmate. Because if you're saying the science says you need a booster, that means you're contradicting when you said the first thing worked. If you don't say you need a booster, well, you're admitting that they're lying. Which one is it? You know, it's funny when you watch the Mike Lee hostage tape. By the way, he already had the virus. It's similar to Mike Lee's obsession with jailbreak criminal justice reform. At the very time that we need to go to war with the other side, even if you buy into like part of their narrative, there's this dynamic once Republicans buy into part of it, there's no backstop. They just get sucked in. So it's like, all right, you want to get into the vaccine a little bit? Okay, but come on, you already had it, Mike Lee. Even for vac- even for prior infected people? Yep. Shut up. Same thing. Mike Lee was, oh, I support low-level nonviolent offenders. And now, California, elsewhere, they're, they're doing to firearms what they did to drugs. So you have career violent felons that are caught assaulting people with guns. See, there's a dirty little secret, not to get too far off, you know, topic, but I did want to get to this at some point this week. One of the major drivers of the incarceration rate, believe it or not, is guns. I mean, because guns, guns work. They work to defend yourself. They work to harm people. But it all depends on the person. You need to empower the good guys to get them because the bad guys are going to get them anyway. And you're not, you're never going to stop them just like you can't stop drugs from proliferating, but what you can do is punish them. Take them off the streets. You're not going to get the item off the street. You can get the criminal off the street. So if you enforced our gun laws, you would have almost no violent crime in this country. But you know what that would mean? Your prison population would swell. So they hate incarceration more than they hate guns. They are literally pro... So much so, again, and I'm going to get into this later, they're not just... Um, doing de-incarceration of gun felons, they're actually promoting diversion programs that al- that try to allow felons to keep guns. I'm not kidding you. They are the most pro-gun. California has the loosest gun laws of any state. You know, Texas, Tennessee, Arizona, Alaska, Montana. You got nothing on California. You could beat the hell out of someone, pistol whip someone with a gun in a carjacking, and you could still own the gun and not go to prison. That's how evil these people are. But the point is, Mike Lee buys into that. But here's the deal, folks. Here's the deal. Here's the good news. The good news is, people have had enough of this. You saw St. Louis County. That St. Louis is blue. 
there was a, a massive fight at the county board hearing, and they voted 5-2 to two to ban the mask mandate, even though the county executive was pushing it. Okay? I don't think there's a single Republican there, certainly not five of them. So even Democrats, they know the people don't want it. The New York Times reported Washington State, they're too scared to bring it back. Even in California, they strongly recommended it. They did not mandate it. Why not? They know the people are at a breaking point. Now, on the other hand, you are finding even in red states, Atlanta, Palm Beach County, and I hope DeSantis gets on their case. They need to defund the any public school that does this and pass a law to imprison any principal that forces mass. They need to fight this. But what I'm saying is you do have areas where even in red states they're now pushing it. And I think the difference is that they're being done by executives. Whenever you have fascistic power, they're going to use it. But whenever you have a hearing where people could attend a legislative session and you have a vote, legislatures aren't perfect. Legislative bodies aren't perfect. Believe me, there have many problems. But I'd rather have it there than in executive power. And I think this is really where we need to start pushing. This is why I'm obsessed with my legislative project, which is also trickles down to um, county councils. Um, there, there's a lot of news. You know, uh, one of our South Carolina team leaders, our leader for um, the southern part of South Carolina, the Lowlands. And by the way, we have a full functioning team there, great team leaders. If you guys want to join, go to conaction.network. But he reports some great news that, you know, there were some systems, health systems and school systems that were trying to force it. And he got in touch with his state reps, Republican state reps, and they applied pressure and it appears like it worked. It appears like it worked. The biggest observation we had during the or political observation during the past year was this. Ultimately, it's not the courts. It's not the president. It's not the mayor. It's not the governor. It's not the legislature. It, it really is the people. The people wanted it, and the people, or, or enough of them wanted it, and not enough yelped about it. So the laws are going to reflect that. The policies are going to reflect that. But we are still, unlike Israel, we are a country at the point where if we did stand up, it's hard for them to accomplish this, at least in many parts of the country. It's decentralized. You allow this to go on any soon and any more, we are screwed. Then we're no longer a free country. This is what we're seeing, folks. You know, e even on immigration, I literally called, I had an article yesterday for, for the governor to start applying CDC COVID standards to illegals. He announced an executive order to ground all transportation to a halt, ban it for illegals, for transporting illegals, unless they get COVID tested. Not that I care so much about that, but if that's what's going to shut down illegal immigration, then what's good for the goose is good for the gander. But the point being, Don Huffines, by the way, he's going to be back on the show tomorrow. I'm telling you, folks, primaries are the political version of ivermectin. It just... It just cures it, cures it all. Unbelievable. 
You see our power when you assert, at the end of the day, there's significant portions of this country where we have majorities and even supermajority of our voters. At the end of the day, they know, unlike in other states, they have to cater to us or lie or pretend like they're doing it. If you assert your will, it's a, it's a game changer. If you don't, yeah, they'll go along with the, with the bad guys. Got Mitch McConnell promoting the vaccine again. I never thought I'd have to live to a day to promote the vaccine. He's putting out ads in Kentucky, spending millions of dollars. I don't know where he's getting it from. I'm sure so many of his associates, former chiefs of staff, work for Big Pharma. I know they do, actually. By the way, Pfizer put out, they tweeted this out. I'm not kidding you. This is a tweet. Alongside vaccines, success against COVID-19 will likely require antiviral treatments. So they recognize this. They're already point that they're already seeing the writing on the wall. Now that they milked the vaccines and then sorry they didn't work, hey, now we have a drug. So here's the deal, folks. They're probably gonna copy Ivermectin's qualities and then sell it for two thousand bucks. But of course, you'll only be able to get it if you're hospitalized. So that ensures that the hospital gets their cut and Pfizer gets their cut, just like with Remdesivir and Gilead. That's the gameplay. It is a disgrace that there is not a single state, months after we have known about treatment, that is making ivermectin available. Really, they should make it available over the counter, but at least have the guidance under the Departments of Health to to prescribe it. Disgrace. This is one of the biggest things we need to push now. There's a reason why they're pulling out all stops. They're, they're treating ivermectin like it's like, you know, typically if you say, I don't know, I'm against the homosexual agenda. That's like, oh my God, you're, you're, you're a Nazi. Here it's like the same thing. Hey, let's treat people with ivermectin. Nazi. Because it undermines their entire thing. There's an unbelievable story just to show you how fake these panic stories are. So there's a story out of WKRG News 5, CBS 5 affiliate in Pensacola, Florida. They talk about a 36-year-old man. They say a man just recovered from COVID, says he has a tough time. He had a tough time breathing and wishes he had been vaccinated. Chris Ard, his daughter and his wife, Hannah, all got COVID, but Chris was hit the hardest. I was very short of breath. I couldn't catch my breath. If I breathed too deeply, I'd cough uncontrollably. They took a trip to Nashville on July 4th. While a friend was there, they were visiting, started to feel sick, tested positive, started feeling symptoms. My back started to ache. I started to get flu-like symptoms, a headache, back aches, chills, fever. The COVID symptoms weren't bad, but the pneumonia part is almost what killed me. He's a healthy 36-year-old. He went to West Florida Hospital, and they prescribed him an inhaler, which helped him for a night. He tried Sacred Heart Hospital, waited eight hours to get in, and they said his oxygen oxygen levels weren't low enough, so he went to a walk-in clinic where he got a prescription. So, folks, the headline is that healthy 36-year-old gets very sick. It's funny how they have all these stories ready to go. And guess what? Guess what? He is sorry he didn't take the vaccine and plans to do so and encourages other people as well. But they buried the lead of their own thing. 
They were like, yay, goes to the hospital. They had nothing for him. Gave an inhaler. Didn't really do anything. Went to a clinic. And he got a prescription. They don't say what the prescription is. But then it's clear what it is by the next paragraph. Quote, I took ivermectin and dexamethasone. Meaning that was the prescription because you can't get it otherwise. And once I got that prescribed to me, went to CVS, picked it up in 30 minutes, started taking it the next day. It was a five-day thing and it pulled me right out of the pneumonia part of it. And according to their timeline, he had it for at least a week, if not two weeks, according to their timeline here. It's, It's funny. They can't even lie about their panic porn. So why can't I put out panic porn and say, damn, I wish I would have been prescribed ivermectin the minute I was, I tested positive. Now, they mentioned dexamethasone, but really, obviously, ivermectin was the active ingredient there. Um, alternatively, it could be dexamethasone. It is a steroid. It could be, it does have an effect at that stage, which is, it's not early, but it's not late. Um, you know, where I've argued dexamethasone is really falling down and what Pierre Corey and the FLCCC and their uh, protocols uh, yell about is using that as the standard steroid um, for ICU treatment. You know, methylprednisone is better and um, uh, I what is it? Iodine, iodine something, and I'm forgetting. It's just the simple whatever, simple steroid uh, that works. Um, and, and by the way, Pierre Corey is just, he's a liberal Democrat from New York, but he is a treasure and he just wants to save lives as a pulmonologist. Um, I watch his, he has like a hour and a half video every Wednesday night with Dr. Bean. We've had Dr. Bean on our show before. I'm trying to get Dr. Corey on, but he's been doing, he's back to clinical. He's doing ICU shifts. So maybe next week or the week after, we're going to try to get Dr. Corey on the show. Really looking forward to that. In his hour and a half, there is so much information there that's not getting out to the people. It is truly genocide. They created the virus, we now know. They blocked and censored all ways of treating it. They treated it with ways that made people sicker, made the virus more prolific, destroyed our economy, our mental health, our physical health, our lives. This is the worst thing that has been ever been perpetrated on humanity. Utterly sick, sick human beings. We are at a tipping point in America. With 400,000 children in the U.S. foster care system and a quarter of those awaiting a forever family, Christians must step up. This is Jack Graham, senior pastor at Prestonwood Baptist Church, inviting you to Chosen, a summit addressing these urgent needs on Saturday, April 13th. Chosen will empower churches to begin foster care and adoption ministries and equip families who are adopting or fostering. We have great speakers joining me, including Sadie Robertson Huff and Governor Greg Abbott of the great state of Texas, along with dozens of breakout sessions. I urge you to join us and help make a difference in the lives of these precious children. Register at Prestonwood.org chosen. So now that you've heard a lot about the concerns of the efficacy of the virus, I'm sorry, the vaccine, and the way it is effectuating the virus to elongate it with viral escape, I want to go back to 
what we've been talking about for the last number of weeks before, which is just the straight-up side effects and how it's being underreported. So everything about COVID is overreported, exaggerated, and then to the extent that there are problems, they won't even treat it. But then, you know, we really got to wonder. Obviously, the mild symptoms, we're seeing that everywhere. Almost everyone I know had mild symptoms. And, well, it's, you know, you have it with other shots and the flu shot, not nearly that much. That is not like anything we've seen. But all right, you know, fine, maybe it's mild. But when you have so much other stuff going on, what do those even mild symptoms portend? Robert Malone put this out on Twitter. I don't know her name. I didn't quite catch it, but she's actually from my own hometown. I don't know what system she's in, but a nurse from Baltimore put out the following video. I just want you guys to listen to this. Take a listen. I'm a registered nurse, BSN, case manager in Baltimore. My grassroots boots on the ground report is that uh, there's a lot of patients being injured. I've never seen anything like this. Since January, I've experienced personally six deaths and I've lost count of the injuries. And we're not talking about typical adverse events like fevers, chills, uh, sore muscles. I'm talking about things like urinating clots of blood, paresthesias, um, gastroparesis, altered mental status, respiratory arrest, cardiac arrest, new onset seizures, um, new onset diabetes. I have patients who can't walk anymore, um, patients who keep complaining that their feet and their hands are burning. They forget where they are. I I've just never seen anything like this in all my years of practicing medicine. What I'm seeing now as time goes on is patients who were given the shot months ago that are now showing up in the hospital with equally strange and confusing events. Practitioners see this, their dissonance just flows and they either ignore it or literally don't know what to do with it. Every healthcare professional working with patients across this country has to see what's going on. What else do I see on the ground? Um, a lot of great suffering that isn't getting met with good care because we have no idea what to do with these patients who have been injured by, frankly, an experimental treatment, and there's no protocols to treat them. There's no information how to help them. And even breaking through the cognitive dissonance of physicians to accept this patient has been vaccine injured is a, is a chasm. It's a huge chasm. Did you hear that? So all the stuff that's going unreported, they don't know what to do with it. They don't know how to treat it. And... By the way, the sick irony of denying the problems with the virus, with the vaccine is, you know, you, you want to own up to it so we can at least deal with it. Perfect. I mean, if you're pro-vaccine, you'd want to perfect the vaccine and then also treat the problems. And by the way, again, if you guys do have problems with the vaccine, those of you who've taken it, um, I have heard, and, and Dr. Coria said this, and I've heard this from... Uh, you know, doctors I've spoken to, I think one on the show, maybe Ryan said this, Ryan Cole, um, that there is some promise, it's not as much, because there's just not as much data on it, of using ivermectin and some of the same strategies to reverse the effects here, because the spike protein, it kind of works the same way. I mean, that's the whole thing. It is disgusting that they're denying ivermectin. It truly is. 
But after all those concerns, could you imagine we would ever live at, in a time where you would have something like this, a problem with a product like this, that they would force you? Think about this. Thanks to Republican support of both jailbreak and COVID fascism. Think about this. If you're a federal employee or applying for a federal job, pursuant to the Trump, by the way, Trump got administration got this in the December 2019 omnibus, you no longer have to disclose your criminal record. But you have to disclose whether you got the clot shot. And Republicans are fine with both of them. Folks, if we don't have a revolution in the primaries at statewide elections and throw out every Republican, almost every Republican, if we don't begin just getting on the case of every elected Republican that we could control, and eventually, obviously, we do need to form a new party, you could kiss not our country goodbye because it is goodbye, but our very liberty goodbye. Our liberty is more at stake now than at any moment in the revolution. I challenge anyone to show me how that's hyperbole. It was trade and commerce issues largely. Um, there was never any notion that, he, that King George would put a mask on your face, would the clot shot. I mean, come on. This is unbelievable. So tomorrow we're going to go back to the political resolution. We're going to have Don Huffines on. We need more people like that. Um, I am going to need help from you guys, the audience, to help me sort this out. Um, you can email me, dhorowitz at blazemedia.com. Uh, I'm interested in other primaries, especially gubernatorial primaries, to try to sort out the candidates. Uh, I have not had time to do this, but this is vitally important. I want to get into it. Again, sign up for your conaction.network team. Um, I really do need team leaders in many, many states. Um, now is the time. I could give you the names, and you could call your first meeting, either at your home or if it's too large, have, you know, try to get some hall somewhere and start dividing up the tasks and goals and make make committees and work together, a way of communicating. And you know, it's going to take one long, several hours meeting, but I'm telling you, you could get this done. Um, if you don't want to do it alone, you could tell me that as well, but you're willing to do it with two or three other people to help coordinate it. We could, we could try to get that off the ground as well. It depends on us. It's in our hands. Again, this is a high-risk, high-return scenario we're in, and we need divine providence. We need prayer, and most of all, we need hope, and that hope begins with faith in God. Till tomorrow, guys, keep that faith, and God bless you all.